So we're live everywhere. Live all across the board. Um, welcome in everybody to News Made Simple. Uh, this week it is myself and Philip Gibsonia uh, talking about all the crazy things that have happened in the Bitcoin world. Uh, Luke may or may not join us. We don't know. He might be in a gulag somewhere, so maybe that's where it is. And if that's the case, Luke, it was nice knowing you, and we'll see you later. But um, yeah, let's get right into it. Oh, before we do, uh, get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. That's our sponsor. Um, and if you've, you'll hear that in the news here and the stuff we discussed, uh, but if you paid any attention to what's going on in Bitcoin, you are going to realize that, yes, you do need to get your coins off the exchange because guess what? We have been saying this whole time that they are not actually there. And the third biggest, uh, the third largest exchange uh, just second, went bankrupt. Second and largest. Second largest. And, and they didn't have any of the coins. So it's really funny. Not funny. It's sad, but it's ironic that all the things that we've been saying this whole time and everybody's like, oh, you're just shilling for your sponsor, the hardware wallet. Well, it's like, well, yeah, we're shilling for our sponsor. But the reason we're, we pick them as a sponsor is because we believe in them and we believe in using a company like them in a good hardware wallet, like the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, to get your coins off the exchange so you don't lose your life savings because that is what's happening. So if you are one of the people that have been listening and hopefully you have not, you did not have your coins on FTX, Hopefully you are have them somewhere else that hasn't collapsed yet, but this whole time you've been listening to us and you haven't got a hardware wallet. It's really not that hard to use. It's very simple. So go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin made simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin made simple, all one word, get 5% off your order. And please, I'm begging you, if you are one of those people that have your coins on an exchange, Stop what you're doing right now, pause this episode, and go and do it. Yes, this is a shill, but it's also a friendly reminder, uh, a gentle nudge, because if I didn't, I wasn't on FTX, but if I didn't listen to the maxis that taught me, then I, my coins would be at risk on an exchange at the moment. And we'll get into how probably all the exchanges are compromised and have uh, and are probably at risk. So I'm just telling you, plebs, get it, get it now. Get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet ASAP as possible because you never know when you're going to need it. And, uh, and you know, once you, uh, once you see that your exchange goes belly up, you'll be glad that you did. So uh, it's really easy to use. It's this, I mean, it's so easy to use that I do it all the time. I actually am addicted to it. I just buy sometimes in small little chunks just so I can throw it on my hardware wallet because it's fun. That being said, uh, yeah, also, this is live on Movies Plus, so if you want to check out the live version of this, you can watch it for free on Movies Plus, um, and, uh, you know, it's all there, and you also want to check out Q Sent Me, which premiered today on Movies Plus. Use the promo code Corey, C-O-R-Y, get yourself a Movies Plus subscription for $2 a month, and uh, Q Sent Me about the Q Shaman, pretty interesting, uh, very interesting, a three-part series first episode aired today it is live and available it's the only interview footage with jacob chansley the q shaman um so phil slow week in the news yeah absolutely nothing happened nothing of importance at all <sighs> so i thought we'd just kick off with kind of like the the easy stuff that we can quickly cover because yeah. the bigger story is the whole FTX, SBF, Alameda thing, but you're you're a minor, right, Corey? Sort of. I, that's within with a 
ER, not an OR. Yes, a uh, a Bitcoin miner. But here's the problem with my Bitcoin miner is that I have a a uh, wire that comes out the back and dumps them right into a lake that I go boating on all the time. So it's just, oh, yeah. So they're gone immediately. But I do it just, I do, I do it for the exercise. That doesn't sound very green. You're just dumping that Bitcoin and polluting that lake yep. with with corns, yep. big corns. So, um, so yeah. So, what you want to talk about the the hash rate going parabolic? Yeah, I mean, why? So, in a Twitter space last night, I believe all these new S19s, these Bitcoin miners, are just super efficient, like the S19s Pro or whatever the hell it's called, and it doesn't really take that much of those to get added to the network to really see an uptick is that how i should understand this or what can you tell me yeah that? i mean um i forget i forget the how many terahash an s9 is let me just google it real quick but um for example like i have the s i have the s19 pro j so it's like the second to most recent um it's the it's the second most recent uh or most uh the newest generation um and it gets if you put it in high power mode it gets like 120 130 terahashes uh normal power mode gets you like 120 110 um and then low power mode gets you like 98 to like 110 and tera hashes um and so just for simple math for people like so you know the tera hash is basically how much um how much basically how many guesses it's making into the bitcoin network um and that's what bumps the difficulty up because the more the more terra hashes that are you know mining the the more the quicker things will be found so then the difficulty will keep going up um and so what i'm guessing is happening is like the s9 the s9s a lot of people are kicking them off the network because the s9s are like 15 terra hashes so the s19s what i have which you know have progressively been coming online more and more over the last six months. Um, those, you know, if you're running at high power mode, you're up to like 140 terahash, but most, let's just say the average is 115 terahash. So you're like 10 Xing almost the terahash is just with one machine. Um, so that makes sense as to why that's happening. And then these new ones, the X, pro j or whatever they are um they are 140 tera hashes advertised so i'm sure in the high power mode you could probably get up to like 180 so like basically like 15 x a lot of people have 15 x their tera hash power um probably is what's happening so all these miners and everything were purchased over the last you know, probably like starting a year ago and they've just been coming online as this has been going on. Um, so that I think is why it's at an all time high in the terahash. And I'm not an expert, everybody. So, you know, there's probably people that better 
understanding of what's going on with terra hashes but that's just me as a lowly miner sitting here um you know casting my vote with a uh with an electrical outlet and uh in voting for sat uh but that's what I see what's going on. And I, that's what makes the most sense to me in like a lot of companies, you know, like everybody kept saying last year, like, Hey, like, you know, such and such company is going to start mining Bitcoin. And we were all like, yay. And now I think we're, you know, facing the consequences of that, um, whether good or bad, I think it's good um, overall, but you know, still it's a, uh, I wish the difficulty would go down because basically right now I'm, at, I'm using a DCA machine. Um, and the cost of the electricity is basically the cost of the Bitcoin. Um, now, my electrical rate actually wouldn't be profitable. It would, I'd actually be losing money, except for the fact that it is now switched over to cold weather. And my house is my and people. I always say I'm, I'm just using this for comparison's sake. So nobody think like, oh, he's bragging. And like, it's like I live in a mansion. But um so my house is like 4,500 square feet and the whole house, the heater hasn't run yet. And here we are like less than two weeks or two weeks away from Thanksgiving. And my heater hasn't kicked on. And I compared my electrical bill because my how my heat runs off electricity, my electrical bill from, uh, I think it was April or March. One of them was a comparable weather to what October was. And the electrical bill is the same, but I didn't have a miner running in that month. So basically right now, my heater is not running, keeping the house nice and warm just with the miner. And I don't even have it pumped into my duct system yet. That's awesome. And so my electrical bill, if I didn't have a miner running, my electrical bill would have been the same because it would have been running to heat my house. But now instead I'm, you know, instead of paying for a heating bill, I'm just stacking sats with it. That'll be much more, even more parabolic once we get to, you know, a better Bitcoin price, but, you know, hash price. But yeah, that's, that's what's going on. So, I mean, if you have access to cheap electricity, I'd recommend getting it, uh, getting one. Also, I mean, the prices of these miners have gone down significantly. So, you know, if you are sitting there and you've got like 3,500 bucks that you're like, you know what, maybe, and you're sitting comfortably in other places and it's something that you can like, you basically like a toy you can mess around with, but like also helps you stack sets. I'd recommend doing it. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at there. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's just going to keep going parabolic here for a little bit and, uh, and strap in folks. Uh, and when we get into the FTX stuff, this has my theory, my kind of bullish case, which I'm not trying to be like bullish because I'm pretty bearish on what's going on in the world and the market. But um, but the the quick the quickness that the bullish case can be flipped back on. But anyways, uh, Phil, what else do we got? Well, uh, good news. CPI came in at 7.7 percent. So that's down from 8.2 or whatever the hell it was last month. And to me, this is just clear evidence that Jerome Powell, arguably our last fucking only hope that we have here for survival as a nation in America, uh, quantitative tightening is working. But don't be mistaken, uh, inflation isn't really what Powell cares about. As Daniel Martina Booth 
says politically correctly, it is the intention of the Fed to destroy the leveraged loan market. But what she won't say is destroying the offshore leveraged loan market. Basically, shadow banking, people using base zero money reserves in banks, not in America, to leverage up and create credit dollars beyond the Fed and America's jurisdiction. Those credit dollars are what flooded our economy in 2008, and that, along with low interest rates, further exacerbated the great financial crisis. So we're just trying to divorce ourselves monetarily from the rest of the world. We have already done that by moving away from LIBOR, the commie arbitrary you know, central planning rates that was determined at the center um, at the uh, city of London by 18 panel banks. And we said, uh, fuck that. We're going to index our debt to an American rate determined by the commercial banking sector of America. And we're just going to go our own way. And we're not going to be the bank that bails out the world. We're going to be America's bank. Um, but yes, pal. It's dangerous that to, you're saying they're America first. Yeah, they are America first, believe it or not. Uh, despite the lack of the red wave that we have, that's why I say Jerome Powell is kind of our only hope here. And I'm rooting on him to bankrupt Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and these European economy oligarchs and their old legacy fiat money system that they pretty much created. You can go back and look at the Rothschilds and all this. Like They created this cancer of financial plumbing. And America was just another vassal that they that they used. And they want their colonies back. And Jerome Powell, as I probably mentioned already on this show, is eighth generation of Virginian aristocracy, the people that funded the American Revolution. And he's saying, screw you guys, I'm going home. I'm going to protect America and our banks and our economy. And for our I'm not college football for watching friends, the Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> if you remember that uh, so yeah and if you listen to folks like daniel dm martina booth she and others will say monetary policy happens on a lag but this lag has kind of sped up uh beyond anybody's expectations and going back to earlier this year when you had peter shifts and even people in the bitcoin space saying the fed can't raise rates by one percent it's going to destroy everything well first of all uh the goal is to break something as i said the leverage loan market offshore or the offshore dollar market or the euro dollar system that is the goal and here we are at the terminal rate being like four point something percent almost five percent uh tom belongo and others i am convicted that let's go six percent up yours six percent fed funds rate uh, that is the goal and here we are nearly at a fed funds rate of five percent and nothing's broken yeah the middle class is hurting the hurt and the heat but you know as paul volker did and jerome powell sees him as a paul volker 2.0 in many senses uh, the, and you can go back to the economic correction before the great depression when we just kind of let the markets take care of things it was a depression or an economic crisis much worse than the, the great depression but they were out of it within a year because they let markets do what markets do now we are In a we're still under the thumb of arbitrary monetary policy where somebody's dictating we're going to raise rates by 75 basis points uh this month and that but still Powell is forcing the economic austerity that we have needed.
And so he, he's not a Janet Yellen. He's not a Ben Bernanke. And he was saying from the get-go, these near-zero interest rate policies are going to destroy America. So he's turning stuff around. Just uh, quickly before we move on, like, what do you, how long do you think he'll be continue? Where do they want inflation to drop to before they? Before I mean, they, they say pivot? 2%. People say it's not going to be 2%. It really doesn't matter. Because again, this isn't about inflation. This is about America asserting not only its monetary independence, but its independence so as even a though, country. Even though interest rates or the inflation went down, um, we're not looking. I mean, inflation didn't go down year to year. It just went down month to yeah. month, to month. Like compared to how much it went up last month, it didn't go up as much. Um, so people are thinking probably gonna think like oh okay they'll start easing but that's not happening anytime soon no no they're not they're not gonna ease they're not gonna pivot and stopping <laughs> like all this copium and hopium of a fed pivot is not gonna happen and people want it to happen so much that they think that a pause in raising rates counts as a pivot go jump off a bridge like you're smoking crack like hmm. the hopium is much too high Pull your head out of your ass and face reality. And now I'm warming up to the idea that perhaps Jerome Powell will not want to hurt his friends on Wall Street and have the markets take care of, um, have them not suffer as hard by raising 75 basis points in the Fed funds rate month to month. So I'm warming up to the idea, like Nick Bocci and others say that, you know, the Fed operates on a cyclical basis. So maybe we're coming out like the high rate cycle, uh, high rates, uh, um, 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 area in the cycle. And we're just going to see next month, 50 basis points. And then the month after that 25 and then 25 after that, maybe, but still I'm he, at some point, they're going to keep rates where they are. But uh, again, I, th- I, if I were pal, I would just do 75 or maybe even a whole point consecutively until enough damage is done because the sooner that we rip the bandit off and go through this hurt the sooner we'll be out of this thing Mm -hmm. but the fed's not going to pivot the only thing that can make the fed pivot is if europe forces us into world war three to fight their war in russia that's it and that's how we have gotten into world war one and two because we are fighting someone else's war because they're a commie colonialists and they used america as their military arms and i think that hopefully there are enough america first people within the military you have people like douglas mcgregor and scott ritter coming out i mean they are as american as apple pie scott ritter was practically tom cruise and top gun like literally like that was a profession and they are just coming out and like scott ritter himself are is having like russian ministers come on his podcast to say this is how we feel this is what's up you know, nobody really wants to go to World War Three, but the but, international order is so anti-Russian and so anti the global South and Asia that, again, they just see them as dirt people and they want them to just let the European oligarchs roll over them and take all. Why the can't we all just get along? Why can't because, we all just be friends? Because we are ran by greedy European oligarch globalists. Malthusians, and we are just the cattle. We are just their tax cattle, and yep. they want to depopulate the world. 
they are then when they say they want to reduce the carbon just a reminder you are the carbon yeah. they want to reduce um yep. okay so now moving on because we have about 10 minutes left can't believe we went, we went from talk about the inflation rate to like the end of the world yeah it happens quickly like that it happens quickly on, uh, oh, yeah. in in the bitcoin world um uh so ftx uh for those of you that don't know sbf which is sam unbelievably his last name is bankman bankman freed i mean yeah, freed but, but yeah. it's spelled fried bankman yeah. fried yeah um, it's just like bernie made off like he made off with a bunch of money like yeah you can't make this shit up yep um so they uh he, he was the second largest exchange uh yes and uh, second you know, to binance and so we've been telling everyone you know like because everybody's like coinbase could never go down blah 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 and we've been saying for coinbase years. is fine just for the record yeah they're compliant but anyway but you know everybody's like these big companies there's no way and then all of a sudden i mean everybody probably thought ftx was compliant didn't they yeah i mean so, it all goes to you know where is all their money and uh, how leveraged are they and what are their liabilities so yeah so anyways uh, all of a sudden ftx comes out and says Hey, we uh, don't have any money. All of our money's gone. Um, and Luke, just walk, or Luke, sorry, Phil. Luke's the one that is in the gulag. Uh, Phil, just uh, quickly give us the tea leaves of the details. What happened? How they got wiped out? And then we'll talk to we'll talk into you know how. Yeah. How to avoid so this, in uh, this just in this that just came in. Blockworks tweeted just a little over an hour ago that. 134 of FTX's firms filed for bankruptcy. Now, the parent company of FTX is Alameda, which is basically, it's still FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried's operation. But let me just give you kind of like the quick rundown and we could do a complete like hour, two hour thing on this, but... I will just be as brief and concise as possible. Yeah, maybe we'll do, maybe we should do just like a yeah, I, discussion I was talking about, to Jim this. about this. Maybe we can kind of go through this as a one-off episode. Who, uh, but to who? Here's what happened, okay? Binance ran by CZ. Binance is the number one, like largest crypto exchange in the world. So that's one partner. And then you have uh, one character in this thing. And then you have FTX slash Alameda Research, which is ran by Sam Bankman Freed, or SBF for short. Uh, so Alameda FTX is a uh, Alameda is a hedge fund that recently, uh, if you remember from the spring, kind of bailed out Terra Luna, BlockFi, all those crypto exchanges that just went tits up. All right. Now the irony now is that, uh, well, not so much anymore. But CZ was the one saying that they're going to buy out. Uh, FTX because what had happened is that CZ, CZ was kind of friendly with uh, uh, SBF, Sam Bacon Freed, and bought a bunch of the FTX token, which was FTT, basically their stable coin backed by nothing and provided no utility whatsoever. Uh, and and CZ bought a bunch and listed it on Binance. And usually these shitcoin casino owners will make a coin and get their buddies in on the pre-mine so that when it hits the market and retail buys it and uh, it buys into the FOMO propaganda, then the big whales holding all the bags will just sell all their shares and it's a 
classic pump and dump where retail is the last one holding the bag of shit that they were falsely advertised. So CZ realized that the FTT token wasn't worth anything. Surprise, surprise, which he already probably knew. Mm-hmm. I'll get to some of the motives possibly later. And uh, started to slow roll that Binance would begin divesting their holdings. And the truth is that CZ knew that FTT was worthless, but he decided to stab SBF in the back because I believe SBF was basically forcing as many exchanges as possible to be compliant to U.S. security security regulations and make them all KYC compliant. And if you know anything about CZ, he's not based out of any one jurisdiction himself or his operations. And he's hopping, like I went hopping to avoid the uh, jurisdiction, uh, the 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 regulations, and uh, not be compliant because otherwise, if he did, he wouldn't be able to provide that arbitrage of going 100x and just borrowing a bunch of this money and you know making bank and arbitrary, uh, so arbitraging uh, his versus other exchanges that are compliant. And you have SBF on the other end where there is a uh, quote of him saying, you know, I want to. Uh, basically not um, not beg for forgiveness, but ask for permission from the regulators and be compliant with them. So he's all about compliance. His family is really freaking sketchy. Like uh, ty- his both of his uh, parents are at Stanford Law, like they're lawyers. And then, uh, you know, fr- friends of his are close with Gary Gensler. I think Gary Gensler is a Davos, like, word economic form troll. He has not done anything positive for regulation of the crypto sector of any sort. Uh, and this all kind of, like, goes back to all this leverage that is created outside of the jurisdiction of the United States and coming to wrecking us here in retail. So Gary Gensler is not doing us any favors there. But let's get back to, well, like, the main topic at hand. So the truth is... CZ knew that FTT was worthless and decided to stab SBF in the back because SBF was basically just forcing as many exchanges as possible to be compliant. And to recall back from the spring, SBF was being held as the JP Morgan of crypto when he was bailing out all those failed projects earlier this year. And so he was compliant to the T with regulators and is arguably uh, now quite compromised, seeing that he's gone on television with bill clinton he he was the second largest donor to the democratic party uh fourth largest if you lump in both republican and democrat parties so this deal is compromised and this is how much he wants to basically you know kiss ass to the powers that be and stay alive and maybe literally now but who knows how protected he is i think and he's just a davos vassal shill through and through um so cz sells all of his ftt yeah, FCT is basically going to zero. I'll, I'll get to that. So CZ yeah, was... We only have a couple minutes I, I left, believe... so... Yeah, I'll try to speed this up. So CZ Sorry, was everybody. I know you probably want to hear more, but we have we have, a, we have a meeting that we have to be at. Um, and to this, uh, you know, we, we have a hard deadline on News Made Simple because this is just news, uh, but we should do a long form. But anyways, yeah. uh, we'll do a long form on another episode. But go. Honestly, I think CZ was just trying to escape this, like the soft power thing that SBF was being a vassal of like powers that be. And basically where we are now is that the contagion runs deep with Alameda. All of these 
other exchanges like BlockFi and uh, countless other exchanges in the crypto area that offered yield products. It was all tied back to Alameda. That's where their financing came from. And now you're seeing every one of these companies liquidate their Bitcoin holdings to make do on as as many of their shareholders or like loans or whatever is possible. And so that's why you're seeing Bitcoin dip as it is. And all of this is fixed. If you have, just take your Bitcoin off the exchanges, don't do any cutesy stuff and try to get yield on it. As you can see, it's all just a domino effect. This is like the Lehman Brothers moment of crypto. You're seeing all of it fall down. So just, you know, maybe get I mean, a bit the sad thing is there's wallet. just so many people that have been left like that at FTX will be left with probably like 10 cents on the dollar. Yeah. Because um, we've been saying this whole time, your your Bitcoin is not there. So, you know, get your Bitcoin off the exchange when you can because they're rehypothecating your Bitcoin. I mean, we've said this so many times and so many more people with louder voices and more bigger audiences have said it more than I have. So that's how I knew that they were, you know, being they were telling the truth they were it was the real deal and uh yep and so this i mean you know is probably worse than mount gox oh um, yeah 100 times worse and because a lot of institutions got burned on this um uh so this is a setback but the bullish yeah. case and i'm like not one to be like the super like permable um but this thought crossed my mind because for the longest time I was like, I feel like the price of Bitcoin, you know, like we know, okay, finite supply, 21 million, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, the supply and demand, it's going to go up, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, how is this price not just like soaring with the amount of Bitcoin that was being taken off of exchanges into cold storage? The fact that, you know, in 12 years the block reward will be less than one bitcoin you know I'm like this this is insane like how's this price not 400 500k like it it should be um and then i was like wait a minute what if they're just rehypothecating so much that like really like what's being bought and sold is way exceeding the 21 million bitcoin that'll ever exist let alone the amount that's actually in circulation um so I do see a scenario and that I'm not a technical person. I'm not a, you know, this isn't my field of expertise. I'm just saying I do see a scenario on the broad spectrum where we have some short-term pain here for maybe, I don't know, six months, a year. But once this is all cleaned up, once every exchange has proof of reserves, so that there's no much, no more of this rehypothecation. I don't think that's going to happen, but go on. Probably not. Once we can flush that all out, if we can flush that all out and we have the true honest system and we know how much Bitcoin is out there, uh, then you could have the, that's when the price could just run. Maybe that's the next bull run. Maybe that's the, you know, 2024. It just absolutely rips because all of a sudden there's not all this fake Bitcoin being sold, all this paper Bitcoin being sold. Um, Maybe. I mean, yeah, if you think about it, like all the all-time highs are basically from leverage, right? And just yeah. keep like continually bidding it up. And I think it'd be nice that your scenario that you laid out does play out, but I think it's going to be a mix of both. But right now there's like nobody really buying or trading this thing. They're just selling it on the market because they have to, them being the exchanges. 
And once that's done, I think there is a 50-50 chance, uh, depending on where support is and how much longer people are going to have to liquidate their Bitcoin. But I think it's 50-50 chance, uh, hopefully more so to the upside, that we do see a a rip. Because, yeah, this is the first completely finite asset, which is digital, that can't be replicated. So it's going to be interesting. Who knows? But CZ is not going to buy out FTX because it's just a whole giant can of worms. So they're, I mean, again, all of them are are declaring Chapter 11 bankruptcy, all 134 of those firms. So yeah, you can uh, go check this out yourself on Blockworks was the Twitter account. But verified, by the way, you can also get verified with eight dollars. Yeah. Actually, no, I don't think you can anymore because they took that off because people were verifying dumb accounts or something. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a shit show. But that's why you have a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, so you, you can gotta just... get one. It's not a joke. This is not a drill, people. We've been saying no, all along: get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift Crypto. Go to shiftcrypto.ch/slash/bitcoin-made-simple. Use promo code Bitcoin-made-simple, all one word, to get five percent off. Um, but yeah, it's not not a joke. Um, before they become insolvent, get your Bitcoin off there. Um, and like I, I I had done that a long time ago. But even when the FTX thing went, I like went into every exchange account I had, and I was like, "Up, oh, there's like four dollars sitting there that like I forgot about." Like shaking the <laughs> couch cushions, getting it all out. Um, uh, you know, we can only do so much. The and you know, guess what? People that thought the Bitcoin maxis hurt my feelings. Um, guess what? Right. They were right the whole time, and we need more of them because they were sitting here calling out scammers the entire time. Um, so turn to your fellow, to turn to the Bitcoin maxi closest to you and say thank you. Um, and I should have listened. And uh, yeah, don't worry about them being too harsh and too mean. You're gonna drive people away. You know what drives people away? Uh, the second largest exchange going bankrupt because they were using clients' funds. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. And uh, as always, tune in if you want to watch this live on Movies Plus. That's where you can check it out. And uh, go check out Q Sent Me. You guys are gonna love it. Um, but yeah, I appreciate all of you as always. We'll do a long, we'll do a long form deep dive into this. Uh, talk about you know this whole this whole S, uh, SBF, FTX, can we have more acronyms? CZ, BTC, uh, OTT platform stuff. Anyways, I'm just throwing things out there. I appreciate you guys, and we will catch you next time. See ya.